Yes, sir. We're going to beat their ass and recruit it. We're going to beat their ass every time they see us. Oh, you understand that? Yes, sir. Roll that one. Fuck you. Yeah. So they want to mock us all they want to mock us. I'm telling them it's not over. So they can print all that crap all they want all over their locker room. It's not over. It'll never be over here. Yes, sir. All right, thank you for joining the ESBC Podcast Network. With the purpose of the podcast is to make me money. Say that to be authentic, be transparent. <laughs> So people know how it sounds like. I think we're getting uh, we get lied to and gaslighted by everybody everywhere, right? Sorry with our parents, with the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus, which both of which did not exist. What you need to do to investigate whether somebody's legit and transparent is the fact that they give you all the numbers, they give you the books. It's like a prospectus, which what you're supposed to get from the. Uh, supposed to get a prospectus from the SEC, everything that goes on in something. That's what we do. Do not get that in sports betting. And that's one of the big reasons for doing the podcast. That's one of the purposes of the podcast is to be legit, right? So we can show a graphic that we'll have throughout the podcast, right? I have a witness here, Chad Nolan. That's been the trajectory of the podcast. We've gone up the whole time right we continue to do so so uh, we're working on a five and one six and oh night as we speak all right now uh purpose and outcome right so you got the purpose right to make money to be transparent to be authentic what are the results of that right the results are we're at forty five thousand dollars in profit right College, same way in NFL. We do it often. Now what we got to worry about is Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, right? Taxes, taxation. But we're having fun. And uh, luckily, that's what I do for work. So that's going to be within the range of possibility. But it's not just the profit, it's the ROI, right? We got ROI that's just as good as uh just as good as wall street bets ten thousand percent roi college football pro in the last two years right upper 60s college 64 percent nfl right profit 23 weeks and i really can't remember a week that was not profitable college probably in the last decade so if you're going to listen to a podcast about college football, this is the one you do, you listen to. But every year is different. The answers change, right? The more things change, the more every the one constant in life is change. So if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. That's why we got Chad Nolan, uh, who will be in Berkeley watching his brother who leads the uh, college football and passing efficiency. A guy who uh, doesn't make excuses, but he gets things done. 
on the field. Thank you for joining us, Chad. Yep, yep. Happy to be here, man. It's uh, man. I wish we could have got these picks out tonight to everybody. We're working on a. Uh... I did on Twitter, so. Oh, you did. All right. Podcast. Hopefully, we're live on Instagram, but we'll get this on Instagram. Uh, follow me at J O S U E. Z is in victory. I Z is Zulu C A Y. At Twitter, right? That's my Twitter handle. Uh, I post pics as I if we're 100% transparent, right? You do not have to pay for pics. That is too, because I do have some empathy for people I see at the casino who have been losing. Then they see us winning and we end up giving them picks because sports betting is about collaboration. And really, I mean, why hide information? Who cares, right? Who really cares? I've never seen anybody die, have a bring struck behind them at the funeral procession, right? So it does get complicated, but we figured it out enough that we can keep our relationships. I've been married 17 years. Wife hasn't bought gasoline. There hasn't been bunny money in a decade, right? Uh, so we make that money and we have fun watching the games. Uh, we're fans of the game. I don't bet uh, the university I went to. Uh, part of it is to enjoy the game. So we have a whole business uh, system, right? Having MBA, securities, licenses, clients that worth $50 million. So I have a methodology, right? Decision science using business and financial concepts in order to come up with decisions and the right decisions that make money. So you learn that too. Uh, while you're listening to the podcast. We have first statement, uh, first aid mental health kit. My wife's been a psychotherapist for 17 years. So it's not part of the philosophy. It's not just making money, watching the games, having fun, but having a healthy mental health approach to it where you're not sweating one game, screaming, throwing stuff, right? This is a key relationships, <laughs> right? If you miss a game, you laugh because you're using arbitrage, which means an arbitrage is buying and selling different stocks within the same sector to take advantage of market inefficiencies. We do that with sports betting. And that also has a mental health element that you're not doing what our parents told us to do when we were young. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. So Chad Nolan, thank you for being tougher and smarter than I am, right? Part of that's at youth and help us figuring out these games to get a high percentage and have smile on our faces every Saturday because we're winning and we're winning big. We already clinched that this year. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, yeah, man. Happy to be here. Having a good night and want to keep it rolling over in, into tomorrow. Right. So your brother plays for a Pac-12 school. They're on the West Coast for a while. So really, Pac-10, uh, Pac-12 basketball and Pac-12 football. I've really been around 70 to 80%, including this year, uh, four years. So we'll start there. Uh, Arizona State coming off a of bye week against Washington State. And really, it's a battle of organization, right? Uh, nobody's ever gotten rich with technical analysis with the other side, but people have gotten rich with fundamental analysis. And within that is corporate governance. 
So Arizona State, you got Marvin Lewis, who won the Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator. He's really the defensive coordinator for Arizona State, but he's either in the box or behind the scenes designing this defense. And Washington State's missing four coaches on offense. That emotion of their coach leaving and, you know, playing their basic sets at home. They were able to hang in there against BYU. Now on the road against a team that's really, they have a lot of talent. They got to make it happen this year because they're under NCAA investigation. They might be on probation. So this is a way bigger game for Arizona State than it's for Washington State. They have a talent advantage. They have a coaching advantage. They're coming off a bye, right? So it's Arizona State all day, minus 16. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I agree here. I think that's a, it's a good spot right here for Arizona State to get, get back on their feet after coming off a loss, going into the bye week. Um, you know, Oregon State kind of did something similar to that. They lost Washington State, went into the bye week, regrouped, you know, came out and got the job done against Utah last week. So I think we're, we're going to see um, something similar to that. I think they'll get a handily win. Uh, Washington State, with their, losing their coach and those four offensive coaches, um, they're, they're going to they're gonna have some, some struggles there that I would think for sure just going through that um, so recently. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm all about – I think Arizona State is, is the play. There's no other way to look at that game. Yeah, big time. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, right? Because the highest form of certainty within probability theory that we use wagering is 80%. So we're saying that there's an 80% chance that uh, uh, Arizona State is going to beat uh, Washington State. So that's why you bet at least 10 games and you go 8 out of 10 break even is 52.5%. So what you're doing is giving yourself the benefit that a credit card company has, because this is a business uh, process. Every podcast is a business meeting. So you want to give yourself the compound interest between 52.5% and 70 to 80%. That's what the goals are. And that's what we're doing here and showing you how to do. All right. Now, in the episode notes, there'll be a link to the top 10 rules of betting. And number one rule is never bet your own team. So when we're looking at Oregon State, uh, we got to look at Chad's brother plays for Oregon State. So are we emotional about this? Are we going to root for Oregon State? Now, before I met Chad, right, uh, Chad, disciple of podcast, made a lot of money listening to the podcast. And uh, reached out and um, getting even more insight so you can make money, right? Be a happy person. <laughs> At least get that out of the way. Get money out of the way. And then we can work on the other stuff, right? <laughs> but uh, Oregon State. Uh, I've been liking Oregon State before I met you. Years. I like Jonathan Smith. He has been a great coach. I remember when he was the offensive coordinator at Washington. I like the way he's been recruiting. He's a disciple of Dennis Erickson. I remember from back in the day in Miami, uh, I had a restaurant in Florida. He used to come by, but he used to come down recruiting. He knows offense, and he's steadily been improving that program. So I can say that in my mind, I would have picked uh, Oregon State on the money line under 56, whether I knew Chad and his brother or not. 
Uh, that's just the trajectory of the program where it's going. Uh, guy at Cal, he's really at a disadvantage, right? Because Cal is a very, very liberal school and they don't invest in the football program as much as they should. That's why he's having a hard time there. And he always loses a lot of close games. And Jonathan Smith wins a lot of close games. So I'm going to go with Jonathan Smith again on the road to win on the money line under 56 because Cal uh, really does have a very good defense. They're just on the field too long because uh, Garbers, their quarterback, is really hot and cold. One, one possession, he looks great. Next possession, he's a complete disaster. It really, they don't have depth anywhere on the offensive line. So that becomes a problem. And they're a ball control team, right? Their head coach is an offensive guy. I mean, a defensive guy. So what do they do? They want their offenses to have long drives and limit possessions. So with that being said, he's playing uh, Oregon State. That has the number one efficiency, quarterback with the number one efficiency in college football. So he really wants to keep uh, him on the sidelines. So that's going to be what uh, Garbers is going to try to do. Going to keep the game under, but whatever problem he has that he hasn't fixed, including this year losing close games, he's going to lose another close game to Chad brother on Saturday, and Chad's going to be there. You got to tell me about that scene. A lot of people like that scene in Berkeley. What are your thoughts about that game, Chad? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't get why the spread is so low. Personally. I think I, I like. I mean, I think this should be like seven to nine Oregon State favorite here. I mean, I might have some bias, but I mean, I've been watching Pac-12 football all year. Every okay. team, I consider myself a Pac-12 expert. Um, you know, you got you got the number one points per game offense that scores the most points per game and has the most total yards per game in the Pac-12 in Oregon State coming into Cal, and it's a pick of one and a half. Um, I just I, I think Oregon State's rolling right now off that big win. Um, now they kind of already had that let down at Washington State. I, I think they're going to be be all all in here, and um, you know I, I I like I like them to uh, to to possibly win big here, win by two or three touchdowns. So uh, defense is a little banged up. Uh, you know, Jaden Grant, one of our best safeties, he will be out the first half for targeting, and then. Uh, Alton Julian, uh, another safety who's a who's a stud for us all year towards ACL. So um, need some guys to step step up there in the secondary. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Oregon State can win this one pretty handily. So with that with that spread line, that's a, that's my probably my favorite play of the week. Right. Uh, the problem that I see is there's a mismatch between the defensive coordinator of Oregon State and Bill Musgrave. Right. Bill Musgrave. Uh, was an offensive coordinator in the NFL for the Denver Broncos, for the Raiders, Minnesota, Jacksonville. Uh, he's going to scheme something up, right? I guess that Oregon State defense is missing a guy. But remember, he's not trying to score fast, right? He's trying yeah. to do ball control, right? Cut the game in half, keep that Oregon State uh, offense on the sidelines, right? So 
the um, Tim DeVasar or Dubster was the Wisconsin outside lane bankers coach from 15 to 17. So he might have coached with uh, Justin Wilcox, who's the head coach of California at Wisconsin. And he was previously the defensive coordinator of Purdue 2012. Uh, the matchup between him and Bill Musgrave, I got to give the edge to Musgrave. I don't think they're going to win the game. But I think Musgrave will be able to, and Garbers, right? Garbers is a decent quarterback. Stay on the field to keep the game under, keep the game uh, close. But Oregon State will win. All right. So we go from there to UCLA plus seven at Utah. And Utah is a team that uh, we saw play in person. Uh, you got developmental teams, and then you got blue bloods. Both of them are both these teams are developmental teams, even though uh, UCLH can't sneak in there and be a blue blood if they have a good recruiter in there. But they they have not for years. It was the first time, you know, first couple of years of uh, Jim Mora. Really, since Donahue was there back in the day, they don't have like a really good recruiter. Uh, and they're going up there to play Utah. Utah is in their first cycle, the two-year cycle. So usually teams that are developmental like Utah, uh, even though there's some outliers. I know that Iowa been an outlier like this year, uh, being in the first year of a cycle and doing well, but really they're just waiting for other people to make mistakes and feasting off turnovers. Uh, they come back to earth. Uh, they have a limited offense, even though their quarterback is doing well. Uh, DTR for UCLA is hurt, but I think they're actually better with him not there. Somebody who runs that Kelly offense he takes advantage of the fact that he really likes play calling. Uh, I, this game is going to be like the Washington game. And I see UCLA covering the seven points. And even UCLA is mediocre or average, they have more depth. Uh, one average guy goes out and one average guy comes in. It isn't like this really good guy comes out and this horrible guy comes in. They have a lot of average players. They, they hit the transfer portal hard to get depth. They have more depth in Utah. So give me UCLA plus seven, UCLA second half line. And um, thinking about it right now, it's, it's going to go under the total. Let me see what the total is. And again, you have that, Chad? Uh, yeah, I'll get it here in a sec. Yeah. You're looking for the Utah UCLA total? Yeah. Sixty and a half. Sixty and a half. So that's going to go under sixty. It's going to be twenty-seven, twenty-four, at most. That's going to go under sixty points. Yeah, I think so too. Both both teams are going to be. I mean, both teams have played. UCLA just had to uh, play Washington and Oregon, and Utah just played Arizona State and Oregon State. So they've both just played two really hard games. So. Um, 
they're, they're gonna they're gonna both keep try to keep the other team's offense off the field and control the game. They've both been banged up. Um, you know, Utah Devin Lloyd, All American linebacker, will be out in the first half of this one from targeting. Right, I think um, that's huge in a game like this. But yeah, Kelly. Yeah, I mean that's going to be huge for UCLA in the first half of that game. Um, not having that guy in there in the middle, right? You got a huge drop off between him and his backup. So, uh, yeah, I mean UCLA here. Look, I think this is going to be a very close game. I, I, I just, uh, I love taking six, seven points in close games like this. You got to take the points. So, and uh, yeah, and sixty seems a little high. Sixty is a definitely a market inefficiency. That's right. the computers are generating logarithms based off what these teams have scored every game this year. Right. And they're not looking at it situationally for uh, them being in the altitude in Utah. Uh, you know, these teams, both what they've played the last two games. I mean, I think 56 is, I think this should be on the south side of 56, in my opinion. Right. So 60 and a half is way too high. I think it should be a 54, 55. So we got five or six points there. We're working with the value. So I'll, I love that. I love it. I love it. And I haven't done it this year. I have it pinned on my Twitter with the real definition of value. That's another reason of doing the podcast. See, I have an MBA, right? So I know the academic. I've run businesses for three years, successful. For 30 years, it's successful. I know what value is, and they lie. Well, this is value. No, this is real value here, right? Uh, UCLA under 61. And psychological factors are big in value, right? They're bidding all these games, and what we want to do is get over uh, 52.5. So we're 105 and 55 for the year in college, 65%, right? So we're telling you UCLA plus seven. I see it's still at six and a half. By the half point, make it seven, get it that key number under... 61 and the most sophisticated human uh, supercomputer is our brains uh, whether it's a guy or a log or algorithm we're beating him because you're competing against the casino other betters that's why collaboration is so important right because everybody has two three jobs the gig economy so uh, we have to collaborate to be able to put all this information together Last, uh, not the last game, we got another game after this in the Pac-12. I like Oregon under 49 coming off a bye. Uh, they have a disciple of Nick Satan in um, crystal ball, Cuban guy. So now I have to watch my emotions. Never been on your own team. I like following uh, Cuban coaches because my heritage is Cuban. Uh, crystal ball, Cuban guy from Miami. But you gotta look at this game rationally, where he comes from. So he wants to run the ball. He wants to limit the, the possessions that his defense is on the field from a macro perspective. Salesmen think short-term, businessmen and women think long-term. And he wants to win the Pac-12 title, maybe get in the playoffs, win a game in the playoffs. So he has to have a fresh defense. So that's gonna be his main uh, objective um, in this game against an inferior opponent. So it's going to be Oregon uh, 
under the 49 points. What do you think, Chad? All right. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. Colorado scored three points against Cal last week. Right. They're getting donutted this week. Right. Under. Right. Under all day, every day. I mean, I wouldn't even play around with Oregon covering that big of a number. It might be 24-0. Colorado covers 24 and a half. Yeah, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of bizarre things were happening. One of the most bizarre things, one was Carl Durrell gets $4 million a year to coach Colorado. I'm like, what is going on? What am I missing? He got fired for being horrible at UCLA. And then all the position jobs he's gotten in the NFL, he's gotten fired for being horrible. Each position he coaches in the NFL, it's like the worst. He gets fired. Next thing I know, he's the head coach of Colorado. But it's been par for the course. Uh, they, they struggled at the end last year, and this year has been a complete disaster. Uh, disaster this year for Colorado. They can't score and they won't score tomorrow. Under 49, Oregon. USC, uh, a team that had a lot of excitement watching Chad's brother tear him up. After the Notre Dame game, they usually do well. They're playing basically a high school team in Arizona, which has the worst talent I've ever seen in college. I thought last year's Vanderbilt team was bad. This is really bad. They lost to Northern Arizona, who is a bad team in the FCS. They're 0-7. They lost last week to uh, the ultimate one-dimensional team. (laughs) They only have a defense. They have zero offense. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they still lost. and I think that was a big emotional dream because they were up in that game and then they just got beat in the second half by a really bad team. Uh, low conference, beat up, they're down to their fourth-string quarterback. People are asking, the, the fans are asking for the fourth-team quarterback to come in and play over the 13th quarterback. And the guy can't even throw. He's just straight wildcat. Um, that's how bad things are going. Northern Arizona, the beat them is three and four in the big sky. So uh, USC, uh, 0-3 at home. Uh, they'll be ready to go. It's going to be under 55 because Arizona will score as USC tries to get right and maybe go to a bowl game because that's what Drake London was talking about. He wants to go to a bowl game. He won't go pro, he promises. He promises he won't go pro because somebody's going to pay him. Somebody's paying him to be at bowl game. <laughs> so I think there's some hustle going on between the players. Player hustle. USC minus 21, uh, under 55. As if we're saying a little distracted, we're still making you more money, more value than any podcast in the history of mankind. But we're seeing if uh, we already got the overs, you know, we get scores a touchdown because we're greedy. We have a six and zero night <laughs> covering the twenty points. It's gonna be five and one. It's looking like it's through a pick six. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, we just got shut down. Almost six and zero. Five and one. We'll take it. Right, and that's the reason you do not parlay. Right, because yeah. if we would have parlayed the six leg parlay, 
we start we, we're cursing right now instead of laughing at five and one <laughs> you know, start ripping the t- i call it ripping clenching your teeth and ripping the ticket in anger uh, i don't know how drake london's gonna stay after he just on um, mel kuyper's latest board he's the number four overall pick projected oh somebody's gonna pay him for the bowl game that's crazy him, you know two hundred thousand dollars for the bowl game <laughs> but, i mean he's uh, given last it. year kyle pitts was promised a hundred thousand dollars and he refused to go to the bowl game. yeah all right so auburn tigers Take them on the money line under 67. That line is way too high because Auburn is getting healthy, coming off a bye. They have great talent. I think this is highway robbery here. Uh, 67 is way too many points. They're doing that because of Matt Corral, and he's hurt, and Wayne Kiffin. Uh, and this is the South, right? So they like to run the ball, defense, even though some games gotten wild. With the deleted defense, but Auburn coming off a bye, going to keep this game under control. They're going to run it on Mississippi. I call Mississippi like a fake, um, made-up defense, right? Where they, they're coached up, hyped up for big games. But at the end of the day, they're not like that. They'll, they'll crumble. Uh, I like Bo Nix uh, to assert himself versus Corral, right? Because he's just totally uh you know been disrespected really by a younger quarterback and he's really not that bet- better than Knicks. i think Knicks is going to show up uh, or at least play a very sound game uh mike bobo he was a great offensive coordinator at georgia he was a great head coach at colorado state now he's making a couple million dollars as he might be the head coach of robert we don't know because the Supreme Court today uh, decided that you can fire somebody for not taking the vaccine and they cannot use a religious exception. Hartson, the head coach of Auburn, is not taking the vaccine. So who the heck knows uh, who's going to be the coaching Auburn? So Mike Bobo might be the head coach there. So I see him controlling the game, keeping the game under. Auburn on the money line, in the plains, right? Over under 67, under 67 for sure, right? Uh, last two games of the SEC, it's going to be Florida plus 15. What's the over under uh, now on that one? One sec. Let's see, we're looking for. What time is that a morning game? That should be like a big game in the middle of the day. Florida, Georgia. They used to call it the biggest. 51. 51. So that one could be either way. Actually, Stetson Benson is starting. Uh, If you have to bet it, bet the over. But for sure, uh, I'll put more on the plus 15 Florida. If it's 14, take the plus that 14, take the plus 14. Uh, Georgia has the best defense in college football. They have all 11 are going to be drafted, and like seven out of the 11 are going to be first round draft picks on that Georgia defense. So they're going to be good. So, but 
this game will get wild in the fourth quarter while those fat cat five-star number one draft picks don't want to get hurt in the fourth quarter and blow their NFL careers. So there's going to be some points scored late. Mullins, so offensive coach, this is a rivalry game. So they're not going to stop scoring. So I just talked to myself into half of what I'm betting on the over, over Florida, Georgia, 51. Yeah. Because of that, what's going to happen in the fourth quarter? You just talked me into it, too. <laughs> Hold on, my card. Yeah. And then you got uh, Mississippi State, right? You have a guy that I've covered uh, my whole life. Uh, Mike Leach, I remember him at Texas Tech. Uh, I remember him at Washington State. He covered a money line, crazy money line bet I did last year, plus 500 against LSU, where LSU was at like 17-point favorite. And Mississippi State had a more veteran team. And Coach O had like nine true freshman starters on defense. And it was plus 17 Mississippi State, and the money line was plus 400. Right, so I took Mississippi State plus the 18 and put a little bit on the uh, over, right? It was like over 52, ended up, the game ended up being in the 70s. And I put a little bit on the plus 500. All three hit, man. First bet of 2020. <laughs> so. Uh, let me make sure I have the current line on Mississippi State. Minus one and a half point favorites. Over Kentucky? Yeah. In the over-under? 47. 47. So take the Kentucky Wildcats plus the two points. Gonna be a crazy conference game, so don't necessarily take the money line. Take the two points. Might be a field goal late, and that game's gonna go under. Stoops, he got that defense going. He's a defensive guy, and one big nugget of it is that ninety-five uh, percent of people can't change, and Jimmy Lake beat. Mike Leach, five years in a row. Him and uh, Peterson. They did the same defense, drop eight, press three. Mike Leach making $5 million a year. He also hasn't taken the vaccine. He also does not change. He's the ultimate guy. He doesn't change. He can't argue with him. He's made $30 million uh, coaching football. He can retire. He doesn't need the money. When he got fired from Texas Tech, that's what he said. He went to live in the Keys, right? So he's not going to change anything. So Kentucky beat him last year, dropping eight, rushing three. They'll beat him this year. And Kentucky has a better team this year, right? So take Kentucky under 47 points. Drop eight, rush three, carry everything in front. Keep the score low like he did last year. They'll probably beat him this year. They're six and one. They're a winning type team. Uh, they got a really good quarterback. And what I'm hearing is 
the Kentucky, it's almost not just as good, but they have the have the hell up where they got NFL guys on the defensive and offensive lines, which tells me they're going to control the line of scrimmage, keep this game under, and they're going to be all over that um, Mississippi State quarterback. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, uh, I think Kentucky's a better team here, more talented, and uh, you know I uh, I know you're a little more of an SEC expert than me. I feel I feel like you've been uh, you know SEC's been kind of your second conference from the Pac-12. I've been kind of scattered all over. Yeah. Um, but I have seen both these teams play, so uh, yeah. But I I, I like it. I think uh, I mean I think the wrong team's favored here. Right. So I think you're getting value there. I think Kentucky is going to win this game. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they played Georgia tough last week. I think they can come in here and handle Mississippi State and uh, control the game. And uh, they Stoops got that defense going and come in here and, and keep it under and, and get the win. I think we're going to see a uh, real, real ball control style of football here. So, And the other thing, too, right, Kentucky, let me make sure. But I do believe Kentucky is coming off a bye, right? So, yeah, so they played Georgia uh, October the 16th. No game last week. Mississippi State, sort of a bye week playing Auburn. I'm uh, playing uh, uh, Vanderbilt. They beat them pretty good, right? Uh, but they still had to dress. So what do you think about that, Chad? You play football. Yeah. Um, man, I, you know, I, I – I, I still think it was that game uh, last week on the road. Right. Yeah, it was at Vanderbilt, so they still had to travel. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's still a blowout is a blowout win. Yeah, they might not be as banged up as a as a more physical, tough, hard-fought game. Right. Um, but definitely not as, as relaxing as the bye week where you're actually chilling, you're watching your home um, versus an away game. I think there's definitely an, an advantage there for Kentucky. They, they're, they're definitely more rusty. Right, right, big time. All right, man, I think this is the greatest podcast of all time. We give you a lot of information. There's a lot of information in the episode notes. Uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram. What's your Instagram and your Twitter handle? Uh, my, my Instagram is, is ChadNolan3, and my Twitter is... C Nolan three. Yeah. Chad Nolan three Instagram and C Nolan three on Twitter. Then I got five. I got five bonus picks. All right. Let's go. Five bonus picks. Very excited. Go ahead. Hit us. First one. I'm I'm going two lane plus 28 against Cincinnati. Uh, I think the public is, is, all over, I'm seeing virtual lock. Every TV show is pumping Cincinnati to the public, and I am. I think that that line is completely inflated. Um, not saying it shouldn't be maybe 2021, 20, but I mean, it's a touchdown inflated, so I'm going to take the value. I think there's a Willie Fritz is a great coach, and yeah. they, they should have beat Oklahoma earlier, so they have players on that team. Yep, so I'm going to take Tulane plus 28 in that game. Uh, and the second pick is going to be uh, Michigan State. Plus the four. Ah, that's right. Home dog against Michigan. Um, you know, we uh, – I just – I like Michigan State to honestly win this game. Um, so getting the four points, and this is going to be a close, hard-fought game. Um, 
I, I think Michigan State's going to be able to pull this one out. I, I think they're the better team right now at, at this point in the season. I think uh, Michigan's going to have a little bit of a letdown here. Then uh, the third pick is going to be Clemson minus the nine and a half. Um, Florida State, not been an impressive team all year. Um, Dabo does has a rivalry and a grudge here. Um, right. Against our head. Who, who, who's our? Yeah, what happened was they, they showed up for the game last year in Norval, like canceled it like an hour before kickoff. That's that's the head coach at Florida State. What's his name? Norbell? Yeah, Norbell. He used to be office coordinator at Arizona State, but Todd Grantham was there. Uh, and then he did pretty well at, at, uh, at Memphis, beating Mississippi State, beating Mississippi, beating a lot of Power 5 teams. And then he's gone to Florida State, and everybody hates his guts. Yep. And I just everybody think Davo Sweeney coming off a loss back at home in front of all those donors. This right. they they need a big get right performance, get everyone off his back. He's getting hate mail, like it. All, all types of things coming to him. Um, texts, and so I, th- I think this is a spot with it nine and a half under the key number of 10. Right. Right. Like, a, like nice. that a lot. Um, and then, oh, this is. This is one that uh, it wasn't even this five here, but Middle Tennessee State minus 13 and a half is on my card. I'm playing that one. Nice. Um, they, you know, they I, they won last week against UConn. I think they play well against these. Their offense can move the ball pretty well against these inferior teams. So that's my thing in there. But I'm going to I'm going to move on here. My next one here we got. Okay. We got Louisiana Monroe Ooh. plus 27 against App State, right? App State's a developmental program. I think we have some recency bias. They just beat Coastal Carolina. Um, so yeah, when some- you think of uh, corporate governance, right? Office of coordinator for your Louisiana Monroe is Rich Rodriguez. Oh, not Rich Rodriguez. We got head coach. Head Terry coach Bowden. is Terry Bowden, and Terry Bowden had undefeated season at Auburn when they were on probation. He was the coach after Pat died, and of course, his dad's a legendary so, coach. Louisiana Monroe now. Is four and three. They have a winning record. They were 30 point dogs to Liberty. They beat them. Right. And last week they were 13 and a half point dogs and they won by 10 at South Alabama. So they right. just won as 30 point dogs and 10 point dogs outright. Now here they are 27 point dogs at App State. I think this is going to be a lot closer game than that. Um, yeah, it brings your brother what your brother said when you bring in uh, transfers like uh, your. Um, uh, Middle Tennessee State, right? Now it's past midseason, right? They're four and three. This is the eighth game. You got Rich Rodriguez, former head coach at West Virginia that used to have that type of team, put them together, used to make a big run with Pat White. Then goes to Michigan, then has a good run in Arizona uh, and Terry Bott. So, this is not the Monroe team you saw at the beginning of the year. They did a great job coaching, getting those guys going and covering like way Chad's going. I, I'm going to bet all those. This is, those all sound good. Um, and then last one of the day, we got two undefeated teams in Houston and SMU. And I, I like this one to go over the 62 here. I think we're just going to see a lot of, lot of points here. Not even get 61 and a half. I think it might have came down a little bit. Mm. Um, I think this one's going to be a shootout. I think we get, uh, you know, that's 
that's nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns is 63. I think we get uh, I think we get nine touchdowns over nine touchdowns in this game. Um, SMU and Houston are, are very powerful offenses. It's going to be a shootout up and down the field. It's going to be a last team to have the ball wins the game type of game, in my opinion here. So I'm excited Great. to watch this one. I think it's going to go over. Great. And again, uh, these are two offensive head coaches, but they, they had no uh, complimentary football to a point. But now this game uh, probably will decide a lot. There's a lot of these games, Michigan, Michigan State, Florida, Georgia, uh, the Auburn game. Auburn can't afford another loss for it to be a good season. Uh, same thing for Mississippi, Houston, SMU, uh, all those teams and game plans are going to be a lot different than if you would have played this, these games at the beginning of the season. Teams that scheme for each other. So even though Houston and SME have played complementary football, try to limit the possessions or defenses have to be on the field, all bets are off here because this is for all the marbles. <laughs> you got two offensive guys, and they're going to go to what has made him millions upon millions of dollars. We're talking uh, Dana Holgerson, right? And we're talking Spike Dykes, kid, Sonny Dykes, uh, Jared Goff's coach at Cal. Uh, so it's it's going to be a shootout. That game will be in the 70s, right? Because uh, there's a recency bias. And those supercomputers are looking at the numbers, not looking at the situation. We're looking at it to monetize. Man, those are some good picks. I'm going to bet all of those right after we sign up from the podcast. Make sure I got them in there and see. See, that's collaboration, right? I had reached my limit. And then Chad, we all we both use the same system, came up with some really good ones. Uh, Chad's got Tulane plus 28. Coach Willie Fritz won multiple national championships in the lower division, FCS guy. Really a great coach. Almost beat Oklahoma, uh, plus 28, Cincinnati. Michigan State, plus four, right? Uh, Clemson, Dallas Sweeney, Middleton State, State minus 13 and a half. Monroe, Monroe, plus 28. Houston and SMU over 61. Man, that sounds good. And what we want to do is get over. 52.5%, we're at 65%, which equals to about $45,000 that we're lucky, fortunate, and good to have. So last words, uh, Chad, before we hit uh, Winston Churchill. You know, um, I'm excited. I think we got, I got about 95% of my card done and I, I see a 70, 75% down pumped. You know, there's probably maybe two or three Maybe a couple more games I might be able to research throughout the day tomorrow <laughs> or uh, for a 9 a.m. kickoff here. So yeah. I'm gonna, um, you know, I got a few more on my board. So I'm just gonna kind of finish up the night and uh, think it's gonna be a great day tomorrow. So, no, man, I, I can feel it, right? And uh, like that UCLA Oregon game, got both sides of that. But I was enjoying the game because I had won so many other games as well throughout. Uh, Last week, I was eating for 66%, right? Profit. That's what you want to do. You want to have consistent profit. Make that compound interest 
like when you get charged for credit cards. But this time, you're the one making the money with this system. But we give all picks away. You don't have to give Action Sports $300 for data to pick games. That's crazy, right? Uh, because what we do is we focus in on the data that actually moves the needle. Because <laughs> we've been betting on games for so long, we break it down for you. And we do it all for free because you get more 10 times. It's a business decision. It's not uh, philanthropy or morality, right, or religion. It's a business decision. You get 10 times more when you give than just trying to get all the time, right? So the person that calls you, and when they call you, it's because they want something. <laughs> so Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life of what you give. Thank you for listening to ESPC, sports betting, college football, NFL football network. That's why this one cost us eight hundred dollars, and that cost two hundred. And I don't know what that cost. I'm just shitting the work. That's why I'm wearing boots and shoes and roll my butt.